Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we're the Theme Parkettes. Find out more about us, our store, Ashley's travel planning services, and more at MainStreetInspirations.com. Today, we are talking about theme park resorts. Should you stay at a theme park resort? <laughs> so every time I... Every time I read the title of our, you know, because we have notes that we refer to, every time I read it, all I can think of is the Clash song. Like, I've had Should I Stay or Should I Go Now stuck in my head all day now because of this episode. <laughs> we probably Maybe. shouldn't sing that, but no. yes. No. Should we stay at a theme park resort or should we not. not now? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we need Tommy to rewrite us the version of that. <laughs> Hey, Tom, every single week, could you write us a new song <laughs> every to go along with our podcast episode? Because Every that would be single great. week, Ashley comes up with some stupid song that reminds her of our episodes, and we need another version of it. Thanks. For anybody wondering, it's a great song by The Clash. Please don't sue us. No. So listen, let's start with the cons, because there's really only one con, right? There's only one con. Everybody would want to stay at a theme park resort, I would think, if they could afford it. But the yes. one con is price. Is price. It's price. I mean, that's really the only downside. And to be fair, when we talk about price, there are certainly plenty of deals and packages and discounts and all of those things, depending on what resort we're talking about, what theme park we're talking about. So certainly price is the only con, but there are definitely plenty of times of year where you can make price more manageable so that it's not a con. But that generally is the first thing that people say it's too expensive. Right. You can go on one of these hotel websites and find something for cheaper. But what are you actually paying for when you stay at a theme park resort? So let's go through park by park and tell you about the resorts and what they all have to offer so you can make an informed decision on your own. So let's start with the parks that actually, the major theme parks out there that actually don't have resorts. Uh, Like, for example, Six Flags. Most Six Flags don't actually have resort-themed hotels. On their websites, it says that they partner with hotels like Comfort Inn and Holiday Inns. But be careful, Ashley. (laughs) Tell your people booking trips to Six Flags to be careful and not to just look for a hotel that advertises that they're near the theme park. Like some of them will say like whatever in uh, Springfield slash Six Flags, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Are we talking about Massachusetts? (laughs) I'm <laughs> just saying, there is, I'm not calling any hotel out in particular, but some of them use the name of the theme park to advertise their hotel so that they'll come up in a search when it turns out they're really like 30 miles away. Yeah, yeah. And that's something you're going to find. And I just want to preface this by saying that there is nothing wrong with crowdsourcing your hotel pricing, you know, with all of the websites out there like Expedia and Priceline and all of those things. But what you have to be careful of is mile radius that those aggregates use to pull results. If they want you to book your that hotel because they plugged in six flags into their search term, but you mm-hmm. really have to look at the mileage. Most of those websites will offer a map and you can literally open the map and see, oh, it's a 45 minute drive from this hotel yeah. to this theme park. And then you have to account for a rental car if you were flying somewhere um, or some sort of other transportation. So just keep in mind that before you book something, you want to look at where it's actually located. 
Yeah. I think your best bet if you're going to a Six Flags and you want to stay at a hotel is to go to the website of the Six Flags that you're going to and see who they recommend and who they have partnered with. Because some of them do have shuttles. Like, for example, the Hilton Garden Inn in Santa Clarita will take you to and from Six Flags, Magic Mountain, and Hurricane Harbor. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So, oh, that's such a nice perk. Yeah. So I would go ahead and check the Six Flags website for that. That being said, there is one Six Flags hotel that I, that I did read about, um, Six Flags Great Escape Lodge. This is in Queensbury. It's one of those like indoor water park kind of lodges. Uh, it's only seven minutes from Six Flags Great Escape. And it has rooms that sleep up to 12 plus dining options and an arcade and a spa. Um, and there's a resort fee, but discounts to Great Escape are included. Oh. So, yeah. So it might end up being kind of a wash mm-hmm. with that resort fee. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, Sesame Place, which we haven't yet talked about oh on the goodness. podcast, but oh, we need been, to. Have you been there? No. I have. And I'm such a Sesame <laughs> fan. You've been there? Oh, my gosh. See, Big Bird came to my birthday party, but I never have gone to Sesame Place. I went. Ashley. Um, Ashley, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Place? <laughs> Sorry. I, had to. I thought you were. I really couldn't hear me. I was like, what? Um, I can tell you how to get to Sesame Place. I went as a It's kid. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> It's in Pennsylvania. It's not that far from Hershey Park. So if you wanted to do a, a double whammy, you could do that. Um, also very close to some other historical landmarks mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. You could do a whole Pennsylvania trip. But I went as a kid and I just remember meeting Bert and Ernie and being terrified of Bert and Ernie. But also they had these giant uh, playscapes, you know, the things that you like kind of climb through, there's like slides and ball pits mm-hmm. and hanging. They had a bunch of those and it was really fun. Um, I don't, I don't know that you would necessarily invest a whole day in it, but I'm amazed that it's still around and I'm glad because it's the perfect thing for kids under five. It's awesome for kids that age. Very cool. Well, they, we maybe will have to go and visit there sometime as adults and with check children. It out and so we don't children, look like weirdos. <laughs> no. <laughs> Much like Legoland, you probably have to have a kid with you. Does anyone want to let us borrow their children? I know. For Please research? let us borrow your children and take them to Pennsylvania. <laughs> this seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, okay. Um, just kidding. Okay. So Sesame Place doesn't have an official hotel, um, but they have partner hotels like Marriott and Holiday Inn. Um, and they do have some packages like with breakfasts and shuttles and things like that. So you can check the website for that. Um, Bush Gardens, same thing. No brand resorts. But they do have partners with shuttles like Hampton and Embassy Suites. And they have a lot of hotel packages that I found. Like Williamsburg, if you book through the Bush Gardens website, they do have ticket and hotel packages. And you can choose between all their partner hotels. So you can sort of adjust it based on your budget. And some are near Bush Gardens and some are in downtown Williamsburg because I guess they know that people want to check out historic colonial I was going to ask if they included the hotels and the inns at Williamsburg because there are a couple in Colonial Williamsburg. With they the do. Inn and they the, do. Oh, that's kind of They have nice. ones near Bush Gardens and ones in like near Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, that and, sounds lovely. Um, some have shuttles, some don't. Most offer parking. And like I just looked on their website and right now there are three packages listing where one is like a free dining hotel and ticket package. One is a kids play for free package. And one is a best of Williamsburg package. So you can also get tickets to Colonial Williamsburg and free parking there, as well as Bush Gardens and their water park, which is called Water Country USA. I mean, that sounds like a really great family trip. And absolutely smart to do. It's kind of nice too. You get the historical aspect and Colonial Williamsburg is actually really fun. Oh, it's because 
the cast members or the employees or whatever they call them are in character. I mean, they interact with each other in character. Mm -hmm. So you could spend the whole day not even realizing that you're learning about history. And it's just beautiful, especially at Christmas. If you go with the holidays with everything decorated in the snow, it's stunning. I don't know that they're open year round. I don't think the theme park is open. Oh, it might not be. Well, and then Tampa has Bush Gardens. Tampa has so many packages. Um, like right now they're doing an overnight fright package for hollow scream. Uh, they do eat free packages. And then there's also a SeaWorld Bush Gardens combo package, but note that those two parks are not super close by to each other uh the sea world is in orlando and i was gonna say are we talking about florida they're not close by at all (laughs) yeah so there's a combo package with that but if you're going to do something like that you're definitely going to need a rental car so be aware of that uh so those are the major theme parks that don't have a resort the ones that do let's go over them let's talk about knots knots berry farm knots berry farm has a resort they do and i have stayed in it uh, it's called the, it's very creative. It's called the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel. <laughs> oh my God, I would have never guessed. I mean, they have one hotel. That's what it's called. <laughs> There's nothing really super out of the ordinary about it. It's kind of a basic, just plain hotel. Uh, it's clean. It's nice. And they have a pool and there's some Snoopy rooms that you can book. There's some non-Snoopy rooms and there's just like pictures of roller coasters. But there are two really great things about staying at the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel. Is one of them that you get fried chicken in room service? Because then I'd be sold. You have to buy your own fried chicken, Ashley, oh. if you want fried chicken. <laughs> no, I mean, I would buy, buy it. I just want somebody to bring it to me as part of room service because their I'm fried chicken sure. is so good. I, you know what? I'm not sure if they have room service fried chicken. Has anybody ordered? You know, <laughs> to what? Postmates be now. Postmates <laughs> probably will deliver just about anything. Postmates, Knott's Berry Farm fried chicken. Yeah, for it's those so of you who don't know what Ashley's talking about, there's a famous chicken restaurant there called Mrs. Knott's, and that's like their famous fried chicken restaurant. And oh, you can get boysenberry pie there. I Not was going to say you go sadly. for fried chicken and boysenberry. I mean, if you have a hotel or a resort, I feel like that's the two things on the menu. Right? Right. You'd think so. We'll have to do some research. Yeah. So there are two things that are great about staying there. One is that they have packages where you can book your hotel stay and tickets to the parks, which are Knott's Berry Farm in Soak City. Um, And they have a breakfast buffet there at their restaurant. Amber Waves is the name of the restaurant. (laughs) It's very patriotic. And parking. And parking, I feel like, is important to note because if you don't factor that in, sometimes that's an extra $15 or $20 to your day, and that can really add up. Absolutely. um, But they do include parking in most of their packages, and they have really good deals, especially if you have four people going, like a family of four. That's like their their number. Um, And then two, that hotel is right there. It is next to the park. You just walk right in. I stayed there with my husband when we were going to Not Scary Farm, and we were there super late, so we were exhausted, and we just sort of stumbled into the hotel and crashed. It was perfect for that if you're going to one of those late night things. Then in the morning, we had the breakfast buffet and we strolled around the California marketplace, which is <laughs> basically, so I know, it's basically their answer to Universal City Walk or Downtown Disney. It's free. Anybody can go whenever they want. And they have restaurants and shops like the chicken restaurant, Mrs. <laughs> Knott's, uh, the peanut store, 
which I didn't see last time, which I would totally go to uh, this time if I go again, when I go again. And of course, when you're there, don't forget to pick up your Knott's Berry pie filling or jelly. I mean, obviously, you have to. I mean, why else do you go there besides to ride the roller coasters? And also, fun fact about Knott's Berry Farm for those of you who are longtime Disneyland fans, you probably remember. Big Thunder Ranch, which used to be behind Big Thunder Railroad and is now where Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or Batu is. Um, but there was a very popular band that played both in the Golden Horseshoe and in the ranch. They were called Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. And yes. when the ranch went away, they disappeared. Well, they did not disappear. They just went up the street and they play at Knott's Berry Farm under Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies. So you can go... <laughs> I'm not, no joke. I, this is, I, because I loved them. I was such a fan. Anytime I went to Disneyland, I had to go to at least one of their show. They're so good. They're and super entertaining, super funny, super talented guys. Um, and yeah, now they're up in, they're up at Knott's Berry Farm. So wow. what are they can, called again? Crazy Kirk. Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies. Kirk with a K. Okay. Kirk. K-I-R-K. Crazy Kirk in the Hillbillies. All right. Big name change. Big name change. <laughs> I'm sure it was something to do with Disneyland. Not as catchy as Billy Hill on the Hillbillies. But. No, definitely not. Cedar Point. Cedar Point has multiple resorts. The Hotel Breakers is the original. It's a really nice beachfront resort right there on the shores of Lake Erie. Also steps away from the entrance to both of their parks, both the amusement park Cedar Point and the Cedar Point Shores water park. Uh, they have great packages for one to three night stays, free parking, in and out privileges. You get early park entry for staying there, which is especially fantastic if you're going to the water park because you can get in half an hour before everyone else to claim your best shade and your lounge that's, spot. <laughs> that's literally what I thought of. I was like, oh, you get to pick your chair. That's right. Awesome. Forget about getting into the, the, yeah, the amusement park early because <laughs> I don't really want to ride a crazy roller coaster at six o'clock in the morning. But like, oh my gosh, to be able to get that shade and your nice spot for the day, that, oof, right there. Lighthouse Point is on the other side of Cedar Point and it's actually a luxury RV site. And oh, they also have fun. cottages and cabins for a more camp-like experience. So if you you have your choice. Do you want to do like the luxury beachfront hotel or do you want to do the, the Lighthouse Point uh, camping experience? And it was actually named the best RV park in Ohio. It's got Wi-Fi. The cabins sleep up to 10. The cottages sleep up to 6. They have kitchens and multiple TVs and grills and picnic tables, pool, hot tubs, stores, bathhouses, laundry, oh beach <laughs> access. I know. I mean, listen, I'm not a super camper outdoorsy person. I was a Girl what? Scout as an, as an adult. I don't need to go sleep on the ground. Like I just don't, it's, you know, I'm just, I'd rather stay at like a spa and go to the beach and then be able to have a nice clean bathroom. I don't know. That's just me. But this one in particular sounds like I would, I might almost choose that. I might almost choose Lighthouse Point because that just sounds really fun to be able to kind of stay in like a little mini cabin and it's free parking. Awesome. You get the early access and it still just steps away. Uh, they also, Cedar Point also has an express hotel. It's a little bit of a drive. It's not walking distance, uh, but you still get that early entry. I mean, they don't have a shuttle. You can't really walk on the causeway, so you have to have a car. It has pool and Wi-Fi and a mini fridge and a microwave, but it's this is like a basic bare bones hotel, like a 
like a courtyard Marriott, kind of. They only offer two queen beds in the rooms. They do have connecting rooms, but not really restaurants or breakfasts. So it's a good budget option because there are a lot of budget options around Cedar Point, uh, which can be appealing if you, you know, are looking to save some money and not stay at a resort. But if you still want those resort perks like the early entry and the free parking, there's an option for you there. And then um, Castaway Bay, a short drive from Cedar Point. But they basically, Cedar Point, I didn't even know this, has basically a Great Wolf Lodge. It's like an indoor water park hotel. Did you know this? In addition, I did not. In addition to the park? In addition to the park and the water park, they also have have Castaway Bay, (laughs) which is like a Great Wolf Lodge, like an indoor water park and hotel. Well, I suppose that that probably attracts people in the non-warm months, right? Yeah, really smart of Cedar Point. Yeah, very smart. Same thing with that Six Flags we were talking about in New York, like really smart of them to try to figure out another way to get people in during the winter months. When you can't ride a roller coaster because it's negative 10 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. So you can still take your family on a little vacation. And finally, uh, Cedar Point has a marina. Did you know this? No. For you boating enthusiasts out there, (laughs) (laughs) you can basically stay at a Cedar Point-themed marina in your boat. So it's got this whole floating pier system with a gas dock and a marina store and a picnic area and a swimming pool. And Wi-Fi and restrooms and showers and laundry. It's only a two-minute walk to the theme park. That's awesome. And then you just stay on your boat. Yeah. So with the marina, um, and there's also a Castaway Bay marina, so I guess they have two marinas. So you can't really book the marina packages or even see them online, so I don't totally know what they are. Um, So you do have to call the marina office, but I thought that was still worth mentioning because I've never heard of a hotel that has a marina. I think that's really cool. that's really cool. Disney should steal that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure they're working on it. <laughs> they do. It's called the Disney Cruise Line. And there right. are these giant boats. <laughs> yeah. Giant floating hotels. So Dollywood. Dollywood has oh, two Dolly. options that are resort themed. They have, oh, I would love to stay at this place. It's called Dollywood's Dream More Resort and Spa. They have hotel and ticket packages that include a time saver pass, which is like a front of line pass on 10 rides. It's normally $39 a person. So that's a good value right there. A shuttle that takes you right to the front of the park and parking at Dollywood is normally $15. So, you know, take that into consideration. They also have, like we talked about in the theme park bag episode, a package delivery to your room for free. So if you buy something at Dollywood and you're staying at Dolly's Dream More Resort and Spa, they will just send it right to your resort. It's waiting for you when you get there. You don't have to lug it around all day or put it in a locker. It's just waiting for you at your room. That giant neon rainbow sign that I bought would just be so much easier to just have it sent straight to my hotel instead of carrying it on the roller coasters with me. It's worth it. And and the place looks gorgeous. Obviously, they have Wi-Fi and resort parking. Uh, they have Saturday early entry into either park, the Dollywood oh, or nice. Dollywood Splash Country. And, of course, they also have a spa. It's right there in the name. <laughs> Several pools. They have dining options. And they have fire pits outside to make s'mores. So cute. Um, Dolly's other option is Dolly's Smoky Mountain Cabins. 
And so basically, these are a bunch of different cabins. You really have to check out the site to look at this, but you can stay in a cabin in the Smoky Mountains with these gorgeous views and have your own cabin floating above the woods there with uh, free parking at both parks, early Saturday and the Time Saver Pass. So if you're thinking about taking a trip to the Smoky Mountains and staying in a cabin and you also want to go to Dollywood, I feel like that's a really smart option. Oh, absolutely. Well, it also kind of makes you feel a little bit more part of the Smoky Mountains. You know, it's a very, you're very immersed in the environment you're in. Um, So it's kind of a very authentic way of spending some time at Dollywood, whereas the Dream War Resort is beautiful and it's huge. And you can, I mean, it's, it's a gorgeous resort, Uh, but it's nice that they have both options because some people really want to feel, you know, like they're in the Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. And they are, but you don't want to be, you know, you want that cabin kind of feel to it. So that's awesome. I think that's a great perk. I know. I love that. I love that. Way better than just like staying. There's so many options in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. I lived there for a summer. For those of you who don't know this about me, I did live in Gatlinburg for a summer. That's for another day. <laughs> Ask me about that. <laughs> We're going to have to find an episode where we can sneak in that, yeah, sneak in that story because... <laughs> Maybe it's not. very entertaining. We'll talk about it someday. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, the ambiance over there, but there is just so many hotels and different options of the places that you can stay. But if you could stay in a cabin with your family, oh, that's a great, that's a great vacation right there. Let's talk about Legoland. Legoland in, there's Legoland, Florida and Legoland, California. Legoland, Florida, their hotel opened in 2015. And of course, if you've ever liked Legos and who didn't at some point in their life? Everybody loves Legos, right? Except stepping on them. Uh, there is the only Lego. <laughs> yeah, basically, always wear shoes when you're at the Lego land. Yes, <laughs> please do not go barefoot at Lego Land. Uh, there's Lego themed everything. They have a treasure hunt in your room. Wait, what do you mean a treasure hunt in your room? Supposedly, every room has some sort of treasure hunt that they give you when you're checking in, and it has to do with your room and finding all the different things that are in your. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, yeah, no, but don't yeah. spoil it. But that sounds awesome. No, that there's a treasure hunt in your room. There's uh, master building sessions, which are really popular in the parks, where they teach your kids and you, I guess, uh, <laughs> how to be better builders and little different techniques and things like that, so you can become a better Lego builder. Cool, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, and then, of course, they have a nice lounge for the adults, and you can walk to Legoland. Legoland Florida also has a beach retreat which is they've got shuttle service, free breakfast, and you get to stay right on Lake Dexter. Uh, So it's not walking distance, but they do have that shuttle service there. And coming soon, 2020, Legoland Pirate Island, which is on Lake Eloise. That will actually be walking distance. It's going to be very, very, very themed. And all of their rooms sleep five. So for families, that pirate, Lego Pirate Island... Sounds like a great option. Legoland California has the Legoland California Hotel, and they also have the Castle Hotel. So two different resorts. They are both steps away from Legoland, and Carlsbad Beach is pretty close by, so that could also be part of your trip. Uh, You get early access into the park a half hour early, a free breakfast buffet, and you can do brick trading. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> like pin trading, but with but bricks. Like with bricks. You can bring some of your favorite bricks from home and trade them. And they have entertainment every single night. Because I think the park is only open till 
like five or something like that on most nights. So they have entertainment at the resorts, uh, the pool. You can like build in the Legoland hotel pool. They have like these blocks that you can build in the pool. You can build in the pool? In the pool. It's super, super cute. The rooms are adorable. You get all of these different options. You get to kind of choose what type of room you'd want to stay in. So if you have kids that love Legos or the Lego movie, um, that just sounds super adorable. Hershey Park. Hershey Park. We were just talking about Hershey Park. We were just Uh, talking about Hershey Park. And they have three resorts. And in those three resorts, uh, those are the Hotel Hershey, Hershey Lodge, and Hershey's Camping Resort again. So with each of the three of those Hershey hotels, you get free front gate shuttle service, one hour early access in the summer, You can get discount tickets to the park, obviously, free admission to Hershey Gardens, including the Butterfly Atrium. And then they also have a museum you can get free access to, the Hershey Story Museum experience. Uh, You get access to their three award-winning golf courses, and then also preferred pricing to something called Zoo America North American Wildlife Park which I haven't been to, but sounds amazing. So hotel, the difference between the three parks, the Hotel Hershey is their luxury option, has a spa that is apparently famous for its chocolate treatments. I was going to say, I mean, right? Are you getting like a chocolate facial or a wrap or yes. pedicure? I mean, all, all of sounds, those. All I that want, sounds great. <laughs> I want all of those. Sounds um, awesome. And they have decadent chocolate buffets at their restaurants, particularly during the holidays. Apparently, I've heard that this is amazing. The hotel also caters to little ones. They have like a kid's check-in area and they have a place called Coco Clubhouse. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Which has like kids arts and crafts and games and has like ice cream making. So that sounds adorable. Can you participate in the ice cream making if you are an adult? Yeah. (laughs) I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Or is it like Legoland where like you're not allowed in without a kid? <laughs> mm, unclear. Unclear. Okay. Sorry, but I, I would curious. assume it's probably I feel like somebody's going to ask kids. me that question someday. So I just feel like. Well, I should, you look no. really young. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, really. I'm 12. Really. Yeah, no, really. So uh, Hershey Lodge has uh, a big indoor pool complex called Waterworks. So that sounds like another great Wolf Lodge type of things. The, the, I don't think it's as big. Their indoor water park doesn't have a, like a roller coaster or anything, but it has a lot of those like the drawbridge and the lighthouse that dumps the bucket of water on you and all of that stuff. Uh, and then their camping resort, Hershey Camping Resort, has an, they have an RV park or you can bring your own tent or you can rent a cabin that sleeps up to seven. That's kind of fun. Yeah. If that's for you. That's different. It's part of your Pennsylvania adventure. Sesame know. Place and Hershey Park. So let's cover the two big ones now. Ashley, <laughs> as our Disney and Universal expert, tell us about Universal. Oh, Universal. Okay. So Universal has, uh, Universal Orlando, I should say. Uh, in particular has a lot of resorts and they're actually expanding pretty rapidly. So you definitely have plenty of options, but we'll talk about the benefits of staying there because a lot of people don't really know that there are some pretty solid benefits to staying at a universal resort and often think they should stay elsewhere, like at a Marriott or at a timeshare or something like that. So the number one biggest benefit of staying at a universal Orlando resort is that guests that stay at any of those resorts are given early park admission, which means they have the benefit of entering either Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure or Volcano Bay, the water park, an hour before the parks open to general guests. So 
really, this is the best strategy for handling the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Now, sometimes these can switch. So basically, during busier seasons, Universal will actually have both lands to be simultaneously open for what they call EPA or early park admission. Sometimes you can only go into Hogsmeade or only go into Diagon Alley. But basically, this allows you to get a jump on the crowds that are heading towards the popular rides, whether it's Escape from Gringotts or the new Hagrid's motorbike ride. Um, this just gives you a big, big jump because the first place that everybody goes when they visit Universal is Harry Potter. How'd you guess? <laughs> yes, it is. And it will be for a while and that's fine. But it also means that that part of the park tends to get very crowded. So the nice thing about staying at a Universal Resort is that you can get there an hour early. It does mean you have to wake up a little bit earlier. But if you were planning on an Orlando vacation to either Universal or Disney, you're probably going to have to wake up early anyway, so just get used to it. That way you can take advantage of all the benefits. Just get used to it. <laughs> just get used to it. Well, here's the thing. I tell my clients, I'm like, look, if you don't want to stand in long lines all day, that's fine, but you're going to have to get up early because that's the best way to approach the parks. That's the, best, the, that's the best strategy. If you want to sleep in, that's fine, but you know the parks get busier in the afternoon. So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, it's something we've talked about before and we'll talk about again and again, where it's basically like, what is your time worth? And that is honestly part of why we're doing this episode, because as we'll talk about it, especially when we talk about the Disney resorts, we talk about kind of those pros and cons of the benefits outweighing the cost. So, um, but back to Universal, you also will have the ability to charge in-park purchases to your hotel room key if you so desire. The free package delivery, which we talked about with Dollywood, which is so nice to have that. Free parking at City Walk, which probably isn't as big of a deal if you are staying there, because if you're flying in, you probably don't have a rental car. Um, if you're driving in, you're probably going to park at the resort. But in case you're out somewhere else and you decide to come back to City Walk, you'll have free parking benefits. You can also pool hop between any of the hotel's recreational facilities. How many different Universal hotels are there? So currently, there are five resort hotels at Universal. Orlando. There is Portofino Bay, the Hard Rock Hotel, the Polynesian-themed Royal Pacific Resort, and all three of those are on the kind of the pricey side. Those are the higher level. That's what they call the premier resorts. Portofino is the swankiest. Uh, Royal Pacific is the least pricey, but all of them are AAA for Diamond Awarded Hotels. Um, mm. So they're pretty nice. Next, you have Cabana Bay Beach Resort, which is Universal's largest resort, and that has a bowling alley and a lazy river, um, so kind of some fun on-site amenities that you don't get in other resorts. You also have the Caribbean-styled Sapphire Falls Resort, and that one is kind of priced between Royal Pacific and Cabana Bay. And then you also have the modern Aventura Tower, and that is the newest, I believe, the newest resort. Um, so or Universal Orlando puts their hotels into four categories, Premier, Preferred, prime value and value and the value currently doesn't have any hotels in that category but their newest resort endless summer resort will fit into that category um so i don't know if it'll be open by the time we post this but it will be open within 2019 so lots of resorts to choose from and you can pool hop between all of them mm -hmm. that's neat and are any of them walking distance to the entrance of universal 
So some of them are walking distance and some of them are uh, shuttle or boat distance. Um, so basically, depending on where you're staying, um, depends on what kind of transportation you're taking, but they all offer free transportation via bus or water taxi to yeah. city walk in the theme parks. Fun. So um, that's kind of nice to have, you know, a couple of different options and you don't have to worry about where you're staying or what level of resort you're staying at, which is nice too. Another benefit to staying there is there's also free scheduled transportation to SeaWorld. Um, so if you are, a lot of people like to do both. So it allows you that option to take free transportation to SeaWorld so you don't have to rent a car. There's free Wi-Fi. Uh, there are certain golf courses in the area that offer uh, rental of clubs, um, you know, the bucket of balls when you go to the range and transportation. So if you are staying for a couple of days and you want to go play around a golf, you can talk to uh, the concierge at those resorts and they will set you up with the courses that participate. And in addition, if you're staying at one of the three deluxe hotels, so Portofino Bay, Hard Rock, or Royal Pacific, you also get a free Universal Express Unlimited Pass for both parks. What's that? Oh, so this is basically Universal's answer to Disney's Fast Pass system. Oh, so it's like the front of line pass yes, at exactly. Universal Hollywood. Okay. The Universal Express Pass is a system where you can skip the lines with little to no waiting, similar to um, the pass at Universal Hollywood or like Disney's Fast Pass. The one biggest difference is that it doesn't require any advanced planning. So you you simply just visit the ride you want to go on and you get in a different line yeah and, yeah and that's it and it's pretty much you present your pass they scan it for verification and then that's it yeah we did that at universal hollywood and that was really nice we it was awesome. nailed that park we went on everything it was amazing it was huge so by staying at the hotel you automatically get staying at the hotel and having tickets then you automatically get these Express Unlimited passes. If you're staying at the three luxury hotels, yes. Nice, nice. Which honestly is probably, between that and the early access to Wizarding World, it's probably worth the, the price in hotel difference. Like mm -hmm. I said, it's really about how you value your time. If you would rather save money but roll the dice and spend your day in longer lines, that's totally up to you. There are plenty of ways to tour both the Universal or the Walt Disney World or Disneyland parks without paying for, you know, an on-site hotel room and things like that. Um, but your touring plan is definitely going to be very different. Uh, then you'll definitely want to get up early, like for sure. <laughs> You're going to need to get up early yeah. um, so that you can get ahead of the crowds. But sometimes it's nice to just know that you have kind of some of these extra perks that will make your vacation that much better Nice for the cost difference. Yeah. The only other thing is if you stay at any of those three deluxe hotels, you also um, are given priority seating at certain restaurants in the parks and at City Walk. So some of the restaurants, especially in City Walk, can get pretty busy. So staying on site offers you the opportunity of taking advantage of that priority seating, which is pretty nice. Um, but again, you don't have to do any advanced planning for a lot of this which is you know, very different than your experience if you are a Walt Disney World yeah. traveler. What about Universal Hollywood? Universal Hollywood has two, well, they don't have any on-site hotels. So Universal Hollywood has two resorts um, that are essentially next to the 
parks. There's the Sheridan Universal Hotel and the Hilton Los Angeles of Universal City. They offer packages, um, you know, but they're not directly affiliated. They're not Universal owned. Um, They're Sheridan owned and Hilton owned. So the nice thing is if you are going to Universal Studios Hollywood and you have frequent flyer miles or you are, um, you know, a Hilton Rewards member, Hilton Honors, I should say, um, you know, any kind of those perk uh, opportunities, this is a good way to take advantage of it. Literally, both the Hilton and the Sheridan, you walk out the front door and you're facing CityWalk. Yeah, it's it's right there. Right there. It's right there. The other thing you have to keep in mind too, and this is something that surprises people, is that Universal Hollywood is built into the side of a of a very large hill, like a very large hill. Um, I want to say it's a mountain, but it's it's pretty big. So the Hollywood Hills, baby. <laughs> so the road to get up to the hotels as well as City Walk is long, and it's very steep. You can walk it if you want to, but it's not really fun. Oh, they have a really good shuttle now, and they've upgraded they from the – if you're taking the Metro to Universal, they've upgraded that. So now you're not risking your life crossing uh, – what is that? Did they add Poingo that bridge? Boulevard. Yes. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Oh, okay. They had so to. So, so many people were getting hit by cars because yeah. they don't know in <laughs> LA that people will just run you down. You, you have to yeah. wait for the crosswalk. <laughs> uh, anyway, unlike other cities, but yeah, they will just run you down. So they built the gorgeous bridge. But if you're staying someplace else and taking the metro in, there is a nice bridge for you and a shuttle that'll take you up that hill. But the Sheridan and the Hilton are already basically up that hill. They're right there. Now, that being said, there are plenty of other hotels that have partnered with Universal. Hollywood and offer package and resort rates like the Garland in North Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, the Coast Annabelle in Burbank or the Marriott in Burbank. Um, you know, there's, a, there's plenty of them and they'll tell you the distance. Some of them, most of them have complimentary shuttle service to the resort, which is fabulous. You just want to keep an eye on the one that you choose because if they don't offer shuttle service, you will either need to take public transportation or, you know, an Uber or a Lyft, um, or, you know, have a rental car. If you're visiting Los Angeles, chances are you probably have rented a car anyway, because LA is so spread out. Yeah. I mean, you need it to get from public transportation. (laughs) Not great. (laughs) Like you, it's really, really hard to get from universal Hollywood to Disneyland in public transportation. You can do it, oh but it's going to take you. It, Who would do that? I know people, I know people who've done it. Cause what? you basically How? Take... They take the train. You can't, but the problem with the train is you can't take the train back because it doesn't run that late coming out right. of Anaheim. So you have to take it. So this is what people do. They take it from, from universal city down to union station. And then they switch over and take the train, the Amtrak, the Amtrak. Mm-hmm. right? They take it to Anna. They take it to the stadium. Angel yeah. Stadium. Yep. And then there's a shuttle that drives you over. Ugh. All that to say is don't do that. <laughs> it's just not worth it. Um, unless you're really into trains, in which case. But those trains also are never on time. No, they're never on the time. The one here in Los Angeles, I can't speak for all Amtrak, but the one here, I took it down to Angel Stadium one time. And we were so late for that baseball game. I mean, it was like an hour late. So, and, and then we yeah. to find out that we couldn't take it back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, okay, that's, a, that's a bad surprise when you're, us? you're stranded in Anaheim. And you're like, well, what am I going to do? You can take it back, um, but it's at like, I think the last one's at like 4.30 or 5. You're like, no, what about staying for the fireworks? I guess not. Yeah. Okay. If you've never been to LA, one thing you need to know, and we're, we're getting a little diverted, but I promise there's a reason why I'm saying this. If you've never been to Los Angeles, when you look at a map, everything in LA looks kind of close together, reasonably close. 
in terms of mileage, except for Anaheim is pretty far south. But the traffic, (laughs) the traffic is really going to get you. And I I just, when people say, oh, I'm going to stay at Universal and drive down to Disneyland for the day and drive back, it's a lot of time in the car. Yeah. Or like, oh, I want to stay down by the beach. I want to go to Santa Monica and then go to Disneyland and then go to Universal. And I'm just thinking of all of the hours they're going to be spending sitting in traffic. So many hours. So Mm -hmm. many hours. Um, And when we get to talk about Disneyland, we'll talk about the benefits there because there are some perks with staying at a Disneyland resort or a good neighbor hotel that Walt Disney World doesn't necessarily offer. But that being said, if you are planning an LA trip, if you are thinking about visiting Walt's Original Park, California Adventure, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, We highly recommend, you can certainly call me, your trusty travel agent who used to live in Los Angeles, and I would happily plan this for you. Um, But really getting in touch with somebody who knows the layout of LA and can give you a good estimate of how long it's going to take you to get from one place to another, because it really is, there is no central location for all of the things in Los Angeles. They're very spread out yeah. and they're very far apart, um, except for Knott's Berry Farm, which is right down the street from Disneyland. So you could do yeah. those two things pretty close together. Agreed. Do you want to talk about Disneyland now? <gasps> Disneyland. Yes, I do. Okay. Disneyland. So like I said, the nice thing about Disneyland, the convenience of Disneyland and the three resorts at Disneyland, which are the Grand Californian, the Disneyland Hotel, and the Paradise Pier Hotel, is that they are all within walking distance of both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. The Grand Californian is literally inside of California Adventure. So if you stay there- separate entrance. You can go right into California Adventure from the hotel, which is so nice. Which is so nice. And if you have a room on that side of the building, you are looking into the theme park, which is just beautiful. If money was no object, I would probably live in the Grand California. (laughs) It's gorgeous. I mean, it is a beautiful craftsman style lodge. Um, It has wonderful, the food, the restaurants within that resort hotel are unreal. Even Storytellers Cafe, which is a buffet most I think it's a buffet all day long is amazing the food is so good and it's a buffet like what and they'll make you gluten-free Mickey waffles which is the best they will all make you gluten-free Mickey waffles for the record (laughs) Um, further down so the Grand California is the first one you have Disneyland if you're facing the Disneyland resort the Disneyland park is to your right California Adventures to your left and then you have a space called the Esplanade in between so the nice thing about these two parks is you can literally walk between them back and forth back and forth all day long if you want to we wouldn't recommend that from a touring strategy but that is an option for you (laughs) so there are no other resorts at Walt Disney World that you can do that you could do that maybe with Epcot and Hollywood Studios, but they're not even that close together. So the nice perk about staying at one of the Disneyland resorts is that you are within walking distance. You don't have to rent a car. You don't have to take a shuttle. You just roll out of bed and walk through either the Esplanade to get to the park if you're staying at Grand Californian or if you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel or a Paradise Pier Hotel. Um, it is a short walk through downtown, downtown Disney. Disney. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's also the monorail that you can take into the park, into Disneyland, I should say, as well. So if you are staying at Paradise Pier or Disneyland Hotel and you don't want to walk all the way through downtown Disney, 
you can hop on the monorail and it will bring you to Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland. Disney, which is nice. The Disneyland Hotel is really nice. It has Trader Sam's right there. And they've just expanded that into the Tangaroa Terrace. The pool is really fun. And the convention center is right there. And Paradise Pier is just across the street. The only thing, Ashley, is that there are a ton of other hotels walking distance. There are a ton of other hotels walking distance. So before we get to those hotels, the other two benefits I just want to mention about the Disneyland resorts is that they the hotel guesting in a Disneyland resort are invited to either to enter one of the parks one hour earlier than the general public each day. It tends to switch, so you just want to keep an eye on which day it is. But this gives you a big jump on the crowds, for sure. Um, It's a great perk. It's also really nice to quietly stroll into Disneyland when the sun is coming up and it's quiet and the music's playing and you can smell everything from the bakery and the gluten-free Mickey waffles being made (laughs) at the Plaza Inn. And it's just... It's just a really nice way to start the day. It also gives you a jump start on some of the more popular rides like Radiator Springs Racers or the Incredicoaster, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, um, you know, kind of all of these more popular rides that will definitely have longer lines throughout the day. The other benefit, if you are someone who travels at busier times of year, I'm looking at you people who like to travel at Christmas. New Year's. April vacation. April vacations. There are levels at which Disneyland will close the resort due to capacity. They'll restrict admittance because of safety reasons. But when guests are admitted, Disney sometimes lets those guests that are staying at Disney Resort in first. It's not always a guarantee, but they do take into consideration Disney Resort guests. For instance, when Disneyland decided to open up reservations for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge a couple of months ago, resort guests automatically got reservations as part of their their resort reservation. They mm-hmm. didn't have to do anything. It was automatically added to their resort reservation. They were given a time window. They were given certain windows depending on how many days they were staying, or I should say how many nights, um, and they didn't have to do anything. Whereas the rest of us, had, or I should say Jessica, (laughs) to get online. You know, that's not really happening anymore. So you can't really depend on that, but it's not, but, but it is a good thing to note for future reference. If there is any sort of, I don't know, expansion, if they ever plan it or things like that, just something to keep in mind that Disney is obviously going to take care of their resort guests first, um, before they kind of take care of, of everybody else. So, um, just something to keep in mind when you're saying, you know, close by. But let's talk about the Disneyland Good Neighbor Hotels. Because there are only three current resorts at the Disneyland Resort, Disney needed to do something to make up the difference. So they created a program known as the Good Neighbor Hotels. When you look at a map of Disneyland, you'll see that there are a ton of hotels within close distance of the Disneyland Resort. Any hotel that is part of the Good Neighbor Hotel has to maintain certain Disney standards. And if they do that, the Walt Disney Travel Company will offer their rooms to its guests. So you can actually book a lot of these rooms if they are part of the Good Neighbor Hotel program. You can actually book these through the Disneyland booking system, just like you would if you were booking a a room at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, The list does change from time to time depending on whether or not the resorts haven't met their standards or they're going through ownership changes, things like that. But generally speaking, there are almost 40 Anaheim and Garden Grove hotels on the list and they run the gamut 
between motel style, luxury, or, you know, your kind of long-term extended stay options. The nice part about these hotels is that many are within walking distance of the Disneyland Resort. A lot of them are actually closer to the parks than the Disneyland Hotel or the Paradise Pier Hotel especially the ones that are on the front side of the parks, like the Howard Johnson that's right there. You can literally walk out the front door and probably be in the, if there's no line, be in Disneyland within 10 minutes. I mean, it's right there. The next closest thing is obviously the Grand Californian. But if you have a Grand Californian desire for access, but a Howard Johnson budget, you can stay at the Howard Johnson across the street. That's most people. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. It's super cute. They redid it a couple of years ago. It has its own little like kind of water park, free Wi-Fi. There's breakfast. It's a really cute hotel. So it's a great option. Those that aren't within walking distance also have art access or Anaheim Resort transportation bus stop. And this is pretty much a shuttle service that runs throughout Anaheim, stops at most of those resorts. And you can access that system for a small fee. So you don't necessarily have to drive or take an Uber or a Lyft. You can take the art system and it's really not that far of a distance. The downside to staying at a good neighbor hotel is that because you're not on property, you don't get the benefits like charging to your room, package delivery, or that extra magic hour. However, if you add a certain number of day park hopper ticket to your package, they will give you one magic morning hour which gets you into Disneyland an hour early on select days. So if you're staying, yeah. So if you're staying for, you know, extended period of time, you'll probably get the benefit of at least one day of having that magic morning hour, as long as you book the right day park hopper ticket. So something to keep in mind. Nice. They're super affordable. Like I said, you can pretty much find any kind of hotel you want from the Hilton to the Sheridan to I think almost all of the Marriott brands. Yeah. And there are a few, you know, mom and pop type of places, mm-hmm. the Annabelle. Candy Cane Inn. Candy Cane Inn, right. <laughs> but That's some of them are forever. really popular and people really like them and they stay there year after year and they're very happy with their stays. Like I said, Disney requires for them to be part of this program, they have certain standards they have to meet. So you know that if you're staying at one of those resorts, you know, you're in good hands. The resorts will be clean. They'll give you most of the things you're looking for. The only thing you want to keep out an eye out for is for extra costs like parking or internet or resort fees. Some of them offer complimentary breakfast. Not all of them do. So if they offer breakfast and you're a breakfast person, that can save you money. But again, you kind of have to look at the full picture of what exactly the cost is. The the room per night cost might look really nice, but then once you hit checkout and all the taxes and the resort fees and the parking fees and all that stuff gets added it might kind of be a wash and staying at the Disneyland Resort or Paradise Pier might be an even better option. The downside is that because there are only three Disneyland Resorts, a lot of times those rooms can book up fairly quickly and therefore with less room options, the price can go up. So if you are considering a Southern California vacation, if you're considering spending some time at Disneyland, the sooner you get that, those dates on the calendar, the better, because that is likely going to be the least expensive pricing for those resort options unless Disney releases some sort of package deal that we talked about earlier. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to hit the big one? Walt Disney World, <sighs> Orlando Set the time? Marathon. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about the the con because I feel like we talked about the con when we first started this episode. Oh yeah. And that's it's price. the only con. <laughs> it's the only con. It's, it's really price. the only con. If you could stay at a theme park resort when you're going to a theme park, that's what everybody wants to do. Mm -hmm. Then it's like you're there the whole time. So the con is price. So the con is always price. I get this question a lot. 
especially from families who are trying to be budget savvy. A Walt Disney World vacation is not cheap. And if they have Marriott points or timeshare, Aunt Sally has a timeshare she'll let them use. Thanks, Aunt Sally. (laughs) There is an appeal to that of saving that money, right? Like you, why give up a free place to stay or a cheap place to stay when, you know, you can take that money and and use it towards another dining experience or all of the souvenirs, all the souvenirs (laughs) or, you know, a boat ride or whatever it might be. Right. Here are all the reasons why you should reconsider that option. Go. I would say this is in no like order of, of this is the best reason or the worst reason. These are just the reasons. So number one. Disney magic. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Besides tangible, tangible things. Like real things. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Number one, your fast pass reservations. A couple of years ago, actually longer than that now, Walt Disney World turned paper FastPass system into an online digital system called the FastPass Plus system. This is how it works. You, If you stay at a Walt Disney World resort, you are a resort guest, you get to make your reservations for those rides like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Peter Pan, etc. 60 days before your arrival date. This is huge. I talked about before about the you know, idea of If you're going to go to Universal or Disney, you're going to have to wake up early anyway. If you are able to stay at a Disney resort, you are going to get a leg up on everybody else because you're going to be able to pre-reserve those fast passes for the popular rides, which means you're not standing in a three-hour line for flight of passage at Animal Kingdom in the middle of the Florida heat in July because you booked a Disney resort and got your fast passes 60 days out. Now, a lot of people don't like this because they feel like they have to plan their vacation this far in advance, and I totally get it. But if you are going to Walt Disney World, you're going to have to do a lot of planning. So it's a huge strategy for touring. You get to pick three fast passes per day of your tickets day. So if you're staying for seven days and you bought four days worth of tickets for each one of those four days, you get to pick three fast passes. They all have to be at the same park when you start off, but once you use all of them, then you can start to reserve more based on availability. But this is huge. I cannot stress enough how much you're going to want these fast passes when it's two o'clock in the afternoon the sun is scorching and you're standing in line for Slinky Dog Dash for three hours, surrounded by screaming children, wondering why you just didn't spend the extra $50 a night to stay at the All-Stars. So just keep that in mind that this is very much uh, a helpful benefit for your experience. Yep. Number two, free transportation between the airport and your resort and free complimentary transportation between the resorts and the parks. If you are someone that is flying to Orlando and you're considering renting a car, if you stay at Disney property, you don't have to do that because they have this beautiful bus system called the Disney's Magical Express where you literally get off your plane, you walk down to the bus. You don't even go to luggage baggage claim, which is my favorite thing. You get on the bus, you watch a beautiful video that gets you all excited about your upcoming Disney vacation, and then you are brought right to the front door of your resort. And at some point in the next couple of hours, 
maybe throughout the day, depending on when you land, your luggage magically arrives in your resort room. It's so magical. It's awesome. <laughs> is that Disney magic we were talking about? No, but <laughs> it is That's a, a really nice That's a tangible Disney magic, bro. It's a tangible <laughs> Disney magic. The idea that you don't have to rent a car, you don't have to spend the time driving yourself, you don't have to pay for gas or tolls, it is a huge benefit. I mean, you have somebody else taking the reins away from you so that you can literally kick up your feet and relax on your vacation. Okay. I'm going to just devil's advocate real quick here okay, and go just ahead. mention that the con to that for some people might be they would prefer the flexibility of doing it themselves. Maybe they have to go visit their Aunt Sally who lives in Fort Myers. And that was something my family had to do. Not Sally, that was not her name, but we had to go visit her. <laughs> so we would have, have to take protected. a couple. <laughs> we had to go take a couple days to go and see her, you know, and that kind of thing. So it does. But if but if you are staying within the whole Disney bubble, which is part of that whole Disney magic thing, then mm-hmm. this works out for you. But for the people who want the flexibility, who want to go and drive to the coast, who want to go to Kennedy Space Center or something like that, um, that does sort of limit you. That's all. Well, Jessica. I have an I have a counter argument to your argument about oh, let's limitations. Hear it. There is a rental car, rental car center on Disney property. Let's say, hypothetically, you're arriving on your Disney vacation on a Saturday and you're leaving the following Sunday. And the Wednesday in the middle of that week is the day that you have to go see Aunt Sally in Fort Myers. You go and have your Disney days with no rental car. On that Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, you go down to the front desk of your hotel. Or you can call them ahead of time and say that you need a shuttle to the rental car care center. The car care center offers guest car rentals through Alamo and National Car Rental. It's open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday through Sunday. And you can pick up and return the car. It's near Magic Kingdom, so it's pretty centrally located. And then there's the complimentary shuttle that will bring you back and forth. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. So instead of paying for a rental car for a week, you can do one-offs. You can decide, you know, instead of going to the theme park today, we want to go to the beach, you know, take the shuttle over and rent a car. That is nice. Rather than having to go all the way back to the airport and do a rental car from there. It's huge. Disney's thought of everything. Everything. What's the next one? The Disney dining plan. Now, you've heard us talk about this before if you listen to our Disney Dining Plan episode, but if you are somebody who is interested in taking advantage of a Disney Dining Plan, you do have to be a Disney Resort guest to do so. If that is something that interests you, if that's something that makes sense in your budget, then you might want to weigh the pros and cons of staying on a Disney property. This is also when free dining comes into play. Because the only way you're going to get free dining is if you're staying at a Disney resort. So just keep in mind that if that's something that you listen to our episode and you're like, hmm, I like the idea of free food. I like the idea of prepaying for all of my meals. You're going to have to stay at a Disney resort in order to take advantage of it. The next one is your dining reservations at 180 days plus 10. So 190 days. (laughs) 180 days. You better better know you better know what you want to eat 180 days before you go to Disney. But that's 190. Why don't we just say 190? Well, because it's technically plus 10. I mean, this is the way that they do it. So, and it's because of how long your stay is. So if you are staying at a Disney resort and that 180 day window pops up for everybody else, they only get to book their dining for that one day. So if you're staying offsite and you want your planning to go to Disney for five days in a row and you need to make dining reservations five days in a row, you're going to have to wake up every morning, 
that 180-day mark for each of those days at 7 a.m. to get online to make your dining reservations. If you're staying at a Disney resort, you wake up once on that 180-day mark from your arrival day, and you can book advanced dining reservations plus or through the following 10 days. So if you're going for seven days, you can make all of those reservations at once versus having to wake up every single morning 7 a.m. to make those dining reservations. So that's nice. another huge perk, especially for the some of the restaurants that are really popular, like Cinderella's Royal Table, Be Our Guest. I'm sure that when the Space Restaurant at Epcot opens, that will be really popular. Um, this gives you, again, a leg up on everybody else because you're staying at a Disney resort. Finally, and these are kind of just lumped together, resort room charging privileges, which is always nice. Your magic bands, which are free. If you stay at a resort, they come in solid colors or you can upgrade them. Uh, but that becomes kind of your go-to. It's your resort key. It's your FastPass Plus. Um, you know, it's where your fast passes are stored, all of that stuff, which is really nice. You can also have packages delivered to your resort, which is always a nice benefit, especially between the four theme parks. You can do a lot of damage shopping. And lastly, being inside the Disney bubble. That is kind of the best thing. Disney basically wants this to be the easiest thing for you. They don't want you to have to go anywhere if you don't have to. So whatever you need, it probably exists. If it doesn't exist, it can either be delivered to you or it is a very, very short Uber or Lyft ride, um, you know, like to urgent care or something like that. But generally speaking, you can pretty much get anything you need within the Disney bubble. So therefore, you can literally relax. You don't have to worry about driving, getting lost, worrying about a rental car, any of those things. You can just kick up your feet and, and enjoy spend your all of your money inside the <laughs> Disney resort. The best argument I make for this is I have a friend who wanted to stay off site. She has a young daughter. And I said, you know, if your daughter naps, you're going to have, and they're renting a car. If your daughter is a napper, right, you're going to have to get in your car, drive to the park, park, get into the theme park. And depending on which theme park you're going to, that's a long process. I mean, Magic mm -hmm. Kingdom, we'll use Magic Kingdom for example. You have to park, then take the shuttle to the transportation ticket center, then either take the monorail or the ferry, then go through the line to get into the park. That yeah. can be, at minimum, if you're on a really fast day, that can be 20 minutes. On a long day, that could be an hour and a half. Yeah, especially with security measures now and bag check, that's going to take a long time. Sure. And then think, to, so think to about have that. to leave oof, and go to someplace else. To go back else. to your resort. Mm -hmm which, you know, could be at least 15 to 20 minutes, half an hour away, depending on traffic, and then to turn around and go back, that's a lot of time. Whereas if you're staying, let's say you're staying at the Grand Floridian, for example, and you're going to the Magic Kingdom, you walk out of your room, walk up to the monorail, get on the monorail, get off the monorail, oh, you're in the Magic Kingdom. You want to go take a nap? You just do it again. I mean, the yeah. time savings that are, is available is huge. Yeah, that's undeniable. I think that's it. I think that's it too. I mean, listen, we all would like for money to not be an object. <laughs> I think <laughs> that, that if we lovely. could afford the Grand Californian and Grand Floridian, we would. But I think every vacation is different. Every person is different and every family is different. And I think you have to weigh all those options before deciding what's right for you and your family. Absolutely. And just in case you're wondering, if you have questions or counterpoints or counter arguments, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm happy to chat through any of your questions or 
um, concerns about staying on property, especially for the Universal and Disney resorts. Um, like Jess said, you know, some things just don't work for some families and that's okay, but make an informed decision before you decide to, you know, save a couple of dollars, but spend a lot more time. Absolutely. You can always reach out to us at our website. We are MainStreetInspirations.com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram. We are at MainStreetInspirations, or you can reach out to us individually on Instagram. My personal Instagram is at actor Jessica Gardner. And mine is at HappyGoAshley. We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme parkettes. Now I want to go stay at a hotel. <laughs> just like, uh, hotels are well, so if you need nice. me to book you a hotel, just ask me. I oh, can book thanks. it for you. Thanks, Ashley. And hey, listeners, if you see us at the hotel, walking around or chilling by the hotel pool before we have our theme park reservations, come up to us and say hi. Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. 